0: I a really good feeling about this.
1: This is the Outlander Club, a Rebel Scum podcast. Everyone has a story. Here are those Star Wars stories.
0: Don't forget to join us on Patreon for exclusive bonus content and early access. Here's your host, James Razile. Oh, I'm telling you, it's going to be great. When have I ever steered you wrong? Hello there. This is the Outlander Club. My name is James Razile. Thanks so much for joining us here. If you are listening to us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, whatever you're listening to us on, please give us a subscribe Um, and and a rate and a review. That always helps us out Is the rating and the review. Today's show is going to be fantastic. We've got Laura and Alice from the Force Toast podcast. We're going to have a happy hour right here on the Outlander Club. Their story is phenomenal, how they got into Star Wars, how they met. Uh, Star Wars Celebration, uh, and maybe my internet, you know, maybe my rabbit uh, ate my internet ethernet cable, and I didn't have it for a little while, and they conduct a little bit of the uh, podcast together, so you're going to get your own Force Toast uh, Star Wars Happy Hour podcast right here on the Atlantic Club. I had a lot of fun talking to them. I hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. Here it is, my conversation with the Force Toast podcast.
2: Hi I'm Alice from Force Toast Podcast
1: and I'm Laura also from the Force Toast podcast.
0: We're Force Toasting and up here on the Outlander Club. thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for happy to be here.
0: Awesome you might not be in a couple of minutes so let's just stick with this train of positivity <laughs> right now before we get started <laughs> and before we hear about how you know your Star Wars story Force Toast podcast uh, the title intrigued me. And then I listened to it and I said, oh, it's actually very on the nose. So how did that come about uh, from start to finish? How did you both come up with the idea for Fuller's Toast podcast? And I love that you drink and talk Star Wars.
2: Thank you. Um, So this podcast has been in the works for over a year. And I think we were at like a Taco Tuesday trying to think of names. And we just like (laughs) kept coming up with the most horrible. I mean, we came up with probably like. I have this notebook page, and it's just all these keywords like Naboo's Cruise, Palpatine's, Bar Bar, yeah, Bar, bar Drinks. I mean, Rosé for Padme. We were just thinking of the sh** yep, yep. forever. And any good idea we have, there's about like a hundred bad ones. So there had been, you know, there's the, every, the concept that everyone's freaking out about constantly is Force Ghost. So we were like forced toast, a Star Wars happy hour, but sometimes people confuse it with bread, but that's okay
1: yeah and that's how uh, we explain the joke, which always makes jokes funnier when you have to explain them. but yeah, Force <laughs> Toast to Star Wars Happy Hour is the name of our the full name of our show, and it was a long time coming took us a long time to come up with the names you should see every other week when we're trying to come up with the title of our episodes. That takes a long time to we're still working at getting better at this. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we only need a hundred. We only need a
0: hundred ideas and yep. one of them will work. That's, <laughs> the, that's <laughs> awesome. how we work. <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like Every time I listen, it sounds like you have the good flow and it seems like you just kind of figured it out very easily. So kudos to you for not letting us know the struggle behind the scenes.
1: Thank you. We're <laughs> revealing it here. We should cut all of this and start over. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll let my editor know to cut all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so so what why drinks in Star wars I gotta I got know like just like because
1: that's that's who we are as people <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: yeah
2: I mean we had been thinking uh, when we first started talking or when we first met one of the first things we did was exchange podcasts that we listened to kind of like the same night and you know when it comes to like women podcasters and then you know there aren't like a whole lot that are for Star Wars that are all women and then our first friend dates we were just downing bottles of wine like there's no tomorrow so we thought well why is no one drinking on their podcast that's weird um and then then we were like why is no one talking how we talk and just saying shit a lot that's weird so why don't we just make what
0: we want to hear and go for it? So so how long have you two known each other for?
1: We met in December 2017 and it was right. It was like, I think it was the week after The Last Jedi came out. So that was, there were a lot of Star Wars trivias happening in the Chicago area. So Alice and I were kind of making the rounds and the trivia circuit in the city. And we had, we had competed against each other before in a couple of star wars trivia's just like regular pub trivia's and we hadn't met eventually it came down to one night when Alice came in first I came in second and the trivia master was like you know what you should really go meet this girl that's at the bar she's playing by herself and i was like okay that's fine and so alice came over and and chatted with our table and then she and i shut the bar down just sitting talking wine and drinking or talking <laughs> Star Wars and drinking wine and <laughs> hey it was it was a blast so that that was that was essentially how we met it was Star Wars trivia and that's very much ingrained in our show we quiz each other every episode except for the most recent one we recorded where we just ran out of time we were just like do we do this no we're just not gonna do this it's fine but that's the only one that we actually have not quizzed each other in
0: do you find it hard to figure out like what length of show you should have or are you dead set on your time
2: Ooh, it varies. Yeah. We cut out a lot because we just go on rampages that make no <laughs> sense. Or, you know, we have really long drink breaks, but usually I think we record like an hour and a half to a little over two hours and then just see where it comes out when we edit
1: yeah normally our episodes come down to about an hour to twenty hour and forty minutes, depending on the w- um depending on the week we're we're every other week. we release ep- new episodes every other Tuesday. So the idea was like our show's called the Star Wars Happy Hour. We would keep it around an hour. We tend to go over but that's okay because we have a lot of fun. So it's no worries.
2: A counterpoint to that, sorry is have you actually been to a happy hour that only lasts an hour?' Because I yeah. haven't hell no, exactly perfect
0: well the fun definitely you can feel the fun when you listen to your show it's it's definitely you off the cuff just having a good time talking star wars and you you actually both made me want to pick up alphabet squadron before it even was released i think it was you you did an episode on all the characters i said yeah i want to know what adam levine's up to So that (laughs) (laughs) I got me, Uh, but I still haven't read it. So
1: (laughs) that's okay. It's brand new. Um, if you could like pass that information on to like Delray and Disney, that would like help us out a lot. So
2: yeah, they're ignoring me.
0: Oh, they ignore me. So they
1: actually (laughs) they actually
2: messaged me because I'm like, how do I get free copies of you? Yep, yep. And they're like, okay, it's a process. We'll review. Don't be offended if we don't like accept you for it. And then I realized that, like, a lot of my tweets have been marked as sensitive content. <laughs> and it was – and I was like, oh, they're going to, like, approve me. If they, like, look at my Twitter profile and see all the sensitive content. And I don't know why it's being tagged that. And then today, just today, and I'm talking – I contacted Del Rey like, two months ago. Just today, I realized I had a setting checked that said some of my content is sensitive. And that's why they were being blocked. So that probably screwed me over for all the advanced copies.
1: Uh, oh well that's okay we i mean we have to like we read them on the schedule of all of of, like you know our friends and stuff so that when we talk to them or talk about our these books our listeners are like oh yeah okay i've read this i'm not you know we don't want to be talking about and spoiling a book before it even comes out so it's whatever
0: all right let's get into your star wars story how it all started your so before we get into anything let's get to your first introduction to a galaxy far far away alice you want to start
2: Yep, the uh, Ewok adventure movies, they are awesome when you're, like, three years old. Um, (laughs) So I want to say I'm pretty sure that they came on the Disney Channel way, way back in the day, that they'd be played on that. And I was such a TV baby that I watched everything. You know, like, I knew how to use the VCR better than my mother when I was two. (laughs) Like. If something was on I was watching it or figuring it out so I loved those little Ewoks so probably like late 80s ish yeah and then probably a few years later I guess I was at my grandmother's house and just flipping through the TV stations and oh, what do I see the Ewoks and I'm like oh my gosh the Ewoks I haven't seen them in so long uh, it was Return of the Jedi obviously on like TNT or TBS and um, you know i really liked that star like i had a lot of guy friends mostly in school and they were all into star wars i remember seeing the re-releases in the 90s with all the extra effects and the taco bell toys and all of that so kind of been like a i wouldn't say fair weather fan but i've never not been a fan it's only the past 2 plus years that i've like really really gotten into it, like deep dive, read all the yep, yep. listen to all the podcasts, like, you know, just kind of destroy all knowledge possibilities.
0: Isn't it amazing <laughs> how how the Ewoks are though? Like you watch them as a kid and then years later you can go back to them and there's something about them that's just spark some kind of weird joy in you. That it's like this nostalgic smile that you can't shake and you just instantly and engaged and enthralled within this the Star Wars universe again because of the little the little uh bears that walk around with hoodies
2: <laughs> yeah they're a ton of fun
0: yeah
1: that blows my mind that you that like the Ewoks could have done that for anybody at that time because before the re releases came out and when those those Ewok movies that the, the off movies Alice and I watched which one was it? The the, the caravan first caravan Ew- of courage. Yeah, caravan of courage is like was like our second episode, and I, I'm a I'm a new Star Wars fan, and so I had no idea that like the Ewoks didn't blink before <laughs> a certain time. And when I, I mean, I'm to this day I'm still mortified. Like I still cannot <laughs> even believe that like anybody had any attachment to these like creepy looking little murder bears at all I, it just blows my mind because the only version i've ever seen of return of the jedi are like the specialized editions that have blinking ewoks yeah. so it was it just it cracks me up I, I love it i'm it's i don't know it's just so funny to me
0: it's I, I just as a child of the 80s i was i i watched the ice capades ewoks on ice i went to go see that with my aunt and it was the greatest night of my entire life and i don't want to say that my wife might be listening because our wedding was actually the best night of my life <laughs> but it was actually you, so nice. But you say that you're a new Star Wars fan. So can you walk me through that a little bit? How what got you in the Star Wars door?
1: You know, I've sort of always I'm kind of like Allison that I've always had a fandom to call home. So I, I was a, I mean, I was a Harry Potter fan for a really long time. I was a big BBC Sherlock fan for a long time. So it was always sort of on the outskirts for me. And I, I saw the Phantom Menace back in '99, but it, it just didn't connect with me then. Um, so what, really, what drew me in was when I first saw the teaser for the Force Awakens. So that would have been in late 2014. So I'm one of these new sequel trilogy, you know, one of these fans that brought that was brought in by the sequel trilogy and then went back and sort of found the clone wars and started reading the books. And my favorite star Wars of all of them, of all the movies of all the television is, is star Wars rebels. Um, that was really kind of when I, I feel like I sort of came into my own as a fan, um, for whatever reason, that show just really spoke to me. Um, I really love the characters to this day. I still love the characters and find them really compelling, which is one of the reasons I was really excited for Alphabet Squadron since Harris and Doula makes a, makes an appearance in that. But yeah, it was essentially, you know, the teaser for the force awakens that brought me in as a fan and, and really kind of pushed me to be like, okay, you need to go figure out what this is all about before this movie comes out next year. So, uh, it was, you know, from there it was history.
0: That's interesting that it was Rebels that pulled you in because that was, a, that was the first animated series from Disney when Disney took over. And that actually, I think, at first drew a lot of people, like pulled a lot of people away from Star Wars. They said, this is not a Star Wars. This looks like a cartoon. So it's, it's kind of intriguing to me that that's the one that captivated you.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, and it wasn't even to be honest. It wasn't season one that captivated me. To this day, I still don't. I truly don't care for it. But I mean, when I when I first started watching Star Wars Rebels, it was already in season two, and you know, by that point, Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Tano had come back, and and it was you know, it just made it so much more interesting and made everything about the story more compelling for me. So it was a, uh, I don't know, it's been an interesting journey. I'm, I'm, I'm still a new fan, but what I, what I lack in history, I promise I make up for in enthusiasm, you know, hence the podcast and hence our uh, trivia expertise. And yeah, that's, that's where we are today. And your schmodown
2: appearance, which
1: was yeah. awesome. Star Wars Celebration. I made a, uh, an appearance at the Schmodown panel. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I didn't win, but I, I think I, I did well, I think. So I'm excited. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do something again at some point soon.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you are, we'll just side back right now, but you are going to Celebration Anaheim. You, you, uh, you are the reason why there are no more four-day passes available.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Yep. Thank,
0: thank you very much for that.
1: We're not sorry, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nor should you be. How many celebrations have you been to?
1: This will Anaheim will be my third one. It'll be Alice's second. Uh, We we were shooting for VIP both last year or both both for 2019 and for 2020. We didn't quite get it, but uh, we're excited. We'll be there all four days, and uh, yeah, very much looking forward to doing celebration in a city that has no chance of snow
0: <laughs> oh yeah i wasn't i wasn't at uh, chicago but yeah that, I, I had a friend there and wow that was like a great time on the monday <laughs> it's
2: ridiculous partying and partying and yeah
0: let's let's rewind to the prequels alice did you were you excited for the phantom menace as you were into star wars and the ewoks were you excited for that
2: so I actually didn't see, as far as going to theaters, so 99, I was in middle school. Um, I actually didn't see The Phantom Menace in theaters. I didn't watch it for the first time because everyone talks so much. Yep, yep. I didn't watch it for the first time until before Revenge of the Sith came out because I hosted like a total Star Wars movie watching party at my house, so obviously I had I bought a used DVD from Blockbuster. Um, (laughs) But I just kind of wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't super engaged with it at that time.
0: What about Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith? Did you become engaged at all with those or or was it the same story?
2: Oh, yeah. So I saw um, Attack of the Clones. My memories of that... Maybe I have, like, Stockholm Syndrome or something. It's my favorite movie out of (laughs) all of them. And I had – there was this family with three little kids who I babysat all the time. You know, I would stay there on weekends. I, like – I was there – you know, every two weeks or so, and they knew I liked Star Wars, so every time it came over, they were like, oh, we have a DVD of Attack of the Clones, let's watch it, and I'm like, okay, you know, every single time without fail, it was either watch Attack of the Clones or play N64 Pokemon Stadium, and I, I probably watched it about a dozen times at least in one year, so I just, like, really grew to love it. And then as far as Revenge of the Sith, you know, like I said earlier, my two best friends were these dudes, and we were so dorky. I mean, like, we learned how to write in Elvish because we really liked Lord of the Rings. We They bought swords off eBay, and we'd have sword fights in driveways. I don't know why. It was very strange. But uh, we did the whole midnight movie back when there were actual midnight movies and you had to wait yes. until like 11:59 to get on um, and saw revenge of the set there. And it was just, it's so awesome when you have that experience of all these people who are like camping out essentially and up really late and just like hyped up on caffeine, like there's no tomorrow. And uh, so that was a lot of fun and seeing what happened. I didn't know what to expect. Everyone did laugh when, you know, Anakin slash Vader, wakes up and it's just like, no. Oh yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: So I, I gotta rewind to Attack of the Clones because we do every January 1st, New Year's Day, we do a, a top ten <clears throat> or a top live action ranking of the Star Wars movies on on uh Rebel Scum podcast. And and this year when I did mine I had Attack of the Clones actually at number five and nice everyone else but one person had it dead last i believe i was gonna
1: say number five is much higher than the average bear i think very usually nine or ten
0: yeah it's (laughs) it's usually at the, the very bottom but for me there is the that opening scene with the the car chase and coruscant the speeder chase and coruscant when somebody says star wars to me my mind goes there for some reason and and the more I think about it, the more yeah, there's some stiff acting in it, and the droid factory, I'm still a little queasy on. But the movie as a whole, I'm like, I think so fondly of that movie that maybe I uh, maybe I drink too much because I, <laughs> I love that I love Attack of the Clones, and it's nice to hear that somebody else has something positive to say about it. So thank you for that.
1: And unapologetic.
0: Yes. So
1: there. Yeah, that's I right. I do think that to this day, it does have the best score of all the Star Wars films to date.
0: Yeah, you might be right, actually. it's True. It's, I, yeah, I think it does have a cross of stars, and it has some Duel of the Fates in there, and all the music is fantastic for sure. Yeah. So after Revenge of the Sith has now come out, uh, there's no Star Wars for a while. Do you? So you both kind of live in your Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter worlds? Is that fair to say? You're both kind of entrenched in some other fandoms for the time being.
2: Exactly right.
1: Yeah, for me, there was. I mean, there is no dark time for me as a Star Wars fan because I'm just, I'm just too new at it, and yeah. I, I feel bad for all of those people that went through that, where all they had to cling to was the damn Thrawn trilogy. But I like. Yeah, I I really can't relate to it. I was very happy. Uh, a nerdy kid just, you know, engrossed in other fandoms at the time.
0: So obviously when the Disney purchase happened, you had you had uh, no care. You were just like, whatever. It's, it, it happened. That's fantastic news. Like, whatever.
1: Totally. Yeah, it had no effect on me at all.
0: Yeah, none at all. But then, okay, so let's just go right to that Force Awakens teaser trailer that dropped on what I like to call american thanksgiving which is after <laughs> canadian thanksgiving and this year i celebrated both because, because i can't yeah yeah i just want- i
2: remember that day i remember yeah. waiting for it because it was the it was black friday or what we call black friday yeah, we, um, do too, we do too and- we, we
0: piggyback <laughs> we piggyback any kind of discounts we can off of you they're not quite as good but we're like wow i need a discount on a tv black friday let's go
2: yeah, I remember the hype like waiting for it and just getting so stoked. Like, okay, it's coming out this day. I'm gonna I remember watching it on my iPhone and just you know, being blown away. Laura had like an outer or out of body experience watching it. Right? I truly,
1: d- I truly did. Yeah, it was. It was like one of those things in a movie when like everything around you goes silent, even though you're like surrounded by people. I like. I'm pretty sure I was at like a party. Like we were probably watching some football game, and it was just like everything around me disappeared, and all I could see was like what was happening on the TV. It was just. It was bizarre. It like it spoke to my soul somehow.
0: <laughs> so, but what was it that? Do you, is there something that you can pick out right now? Like, where does your when I say the Force Awakens teaser, where does your mind take you in that moment?
1: Mine comes to the first thing that comes to mind for me is the the very opening scene where it's just a, a blank shot of the desert and then Finn popping up from the the bottom of the screen. And I, if I recall, I, in my brain there was like a sort of sudden like music chime, kind of like the way that Rogue One starts. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. I don't I don't remember. Specifically, but yeah, I I really—I don't know. I mean, maybe it was—I don't know what it was. I really can't pinpoint exactly what drew me in, but like just from the just from the word go, that I was hooked.
2: Yeah, it's almost jarring because I feel I felt the same way about just the whole opening scene. It's like it's jarring, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, definitely, I agree.
0: It kind of pulled you. It kind of said like, "This is." Uh, we're back to what Star Wars was, and it, it was almost like an 80s fantasy film in a lot of ways. It had that nostalgic feel to it, which I think even if you weren't into Star Wars, it brought you back to a, a period of time that felt a lot more innocent maybe in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, th- I remember like the sweeping themes throughout the rest of the, uh, you know, in terms of the music through the rest of the trailer and the Falcon flying around Jakku, but yeah, it was, I, I'm sure that had something to do with it. I'm a big film score buff, so the minute I hear something that I, that, you know, a sweeping theme like that, like, I, you know, I'm in. I'm on board.
0: How far, for both of you, how far were you into uh, obsessed with Star Wars now at this point? So that trailer has come in here. You've both felt it, just like the force. there there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? You've both been like, oh, there is an awakening. It's Star Wars. How far along were you when when the Chewy were home trailer was coming were you anticipating that one or did you kind of let those three four months whatever it was let you forget about Star Wars for a little bit
2: I would google for spoilers every now and then out of curiosity because like I was getting really excited about it you know I did opening night tickets at IMAX and all of that um but I kind of I kept and I kept track of it from googling kind of spoilers up into a point, and then like once October comes
1: around, I just go into blackout mode. Like I avoid as much as possible. So I kept up. For me, that would have been the year that I spent getting caught up with the entire like saga. So I wouldn't have been like I I, I definitely didn't see the movie op- I didn't see the movie opening night. I didn't. I wasn't tracking spoilers by any means. I was spending that year like. Finding out what exactly this was that I had just seen, and I went through and you know watched all the all six films that were out at the time, and started digging into the Clone Wars, and definitely wasn't into the books yet. I didn't get into Rebels until the following year, but yeah, that for me that was just that was catch up mode.
0: So, Alice, did you watch Celebration Anaheim, the the Force Awakens panel at all?
1: No,
2: no, I didn't watch anything to do with Celebration. Um, I I never really. I had known about it but it wasn't I hadn't known a whole lot about it until after it happened pretty much it wasn't really on my radar and I didn't have like Star Wars friends until Laura you know I'd listen to podcasts and they'd all talk about their Star Wars friends and celebration and all of that and I was like oh is that really regal and I, <laughs> it is <laughs> clearly and um, oh, I yeah. I just kind of you know, it it was more like whenever I felt like looking something up than I did and I waited and I was excited about it and I, you know, I was, I was ready for it, but I wasn't super engrossed yet.
0: So Alice, you saw it opening night. Were you completely obsessed and back in star Wars at that moment?
2: So I, again, I've always been excited about it. Um, I'm trying to like figure out timelines in my head for stuff. Um, you know, I saw it opening night, I remember, like, tearing up several times, because they really hit you with the nostalgia aspects, and I think that was kind of the whole point of The Force Awakens, is, you know, you have the prequel people who are just, you know, excited about it regardless, and then you have the people who are, like, disenchanted by the prequels, Mm -hmm. so bringing in all the old stuff, like, was gonna draw them in again to kind of combine the two, uh... The two groups, I guess, but I definitely had a lot of moments where I was tearing up, and Laura and I always talk about how like our hearts are like stone cold, black and dead um, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so true. so me tearing up was kind of a big deal, but I got like a little emotional about it um and then it was about two and a half years ago now I'd say that I really started um or 27th is that too okay sorry time confuses me but it was i guess about two and a half years ago that i really really started hopping back into star wars um or getting borderline obsessive with it uh my job was really shitty and stressful and i worked at home and i said like okay i'm gonna just have something on my ipad to calm me down it's either gonna be star wars lord of the rings or harry potter and i picked star wars and I just watched that yep, yep. on repeat, like I'm talking, I probably watched one or two movies a day, forever. Saw Rogue One, loved it. Then I, I'd never really listened to podcasts much before, except one that does yep, yep. Bravo recaps of all the Housewife shows, and I started getting in the podcast, I started reading the books, and then started prepping to like play trivia by myself, and
1: it all went from there. We didn't lose them, did we? I don't know, did we? Is he gone? Oh god. Your answer was so good. I'm glad you still recorded it. <laughs> oh no, where'd he go? I wonder when he dropped off. Two of three in the call. Yep, yep. Wait, so wait he is there? No, two of three in the call. I see what you mean. Okay.
2: He gone. I mean I guess we could always just like freestyle we just inter- right now. Should
1: we just interview each other? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Alice what did you eat today tell me everything
2: um well I went downstairs and I got like Annie's single serving white mac and cheese or white cheddar mac and cheese
1: mm, bowl. yes I dig I had mac and cheese for dinner last night keep oh, going I love mac and cheese I um, love mac yeah and cheese.
2: Rebel Scum podcast is unavailable you know what now is a good time for I need to put some more box wine in my cup
1: do it, man. I'll hang out. If he comes back, I'll, I'll let him know that you're refilling. So take your time. OK,
2: I'm going to refill and then maybe we'll just interview ourselves cool. and, <laughs> and then just take it from there.
1: I'm going to I'm going to sit here and rock out to some Spotify. You do you. I'll see you in a little bit. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, damn well. He's pinging us. OK. Uh, OK. I think damn. He said damn woods. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to get boxed wine okay. right in, in my cup because I drank mine like way, way
1: fast. No, it's all good. Do it all right where are we at he's Oops. still not back can you hear my music
2: actually no really it oh must my... just be pumping through your headphones oh right?
1: sad i'm like rocking out that's too bad bummer yeah
2: well at least we know i answered a question real good and then we can go to whatever the next one would be
1: yeah man I don't even, all yeah, right. what, were we, what were we talking about, or what was the question that you just answered? It was the long answer. Sorry, I was listening, but now I, like, I, I forgot, out. too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the yep, yep. Fuck is this? I guess okay. it was,
2: like, what drew me back in.
1: Um, oh, right. yeah, you were talking about The yeah. Force Awakens, and, like, what, uh... What drew you back in, and like the whole? Pro- I think you were talking about, like the year leading up to the Force Awakens, and then seeing it for the first time. Uh,
2: so seeing it the first time, and then what happened after,
1: leading up to the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Us meeting. Cool. Do you want to keep going, talking about the Last Jedi and stuff, or should I jump in? Are we really doing this? Are we just going to interview each other? <laughs> sure. I think we this can is all. Awesome. I mean, I'll always
2: just have. Um... Hi, James. He'll always just have some stuff he could cut and yeah. around whatever. He could just,
1: like, plug his own voice back in, like, and ask questions himself, so.
2: Yeah, true. Okay, so, Laura, like, what, you know, apart from watching a saga and getting into Rebels and all of that, like, what piqued your interest enough to consume it in such a way that you were like, F- yep, yep. F- yeah, I'm looking up bar trivia?
1: You know, that's... A good question because I don't think I had any interest in going out and seeking out pub trivia until after I got back from Celebration 2017. So that would have been like April 2017 that that happened in Orlando, and I went. And I remember like waiting in line for what was either the Last Jedi panel or the Rebels panel, because I was only there on Friday and Saturday. I only had tickets to two of the days. And somebody had Trivial Pursuit. And so we were sitting there, just like a bunch of us hanging out, waiting in line, playing, because we'd been waiting in line with each other at that point for like six or seven hours. So now we're all besties. And we just started playing, and I was surprised how well I did. And there were a couple other people that I was playing with that knew that I was a new Star Wars fan. And they were like, you know you're like weirdly good at this and I was like right I don't I that's it's crazy <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> so yeah then I came back and I was like let's do this and so I was you know started going to the the pub trivias and that was a couple of months before I met you I guess I would have been kind of added on my own or just going with friends for like what is that like six months or so seven months or so before we met yeah,
2: I didn't really start the circuit until that November because it was right before The Last Jedi came out. But
1: now the Padawan has become the master. It's a good time. You're a good trainer, though. You're a good coach because if I didn't have you, like, quizzing me and I didn't have you being like, let's go to this Star Wars trivia that I found, then I'm like, when would I ever practice? You know, like... Not to mention us, like, qu- quizzing each other every week, every other week is, like... Oh, my God. I knew, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome.
2: I know. I needed to watch another movie again. It's Dude,
1: I, I have not watched the Star Wars movie in a long time. Oh, I was going to bring... This is... He can cut this out. But I was going to bring this up on... It's going to be, like, my toast to this week um, yeah. on our show that Timothy... Uh, introduced me to the, like, fan edits of some of the movies, and I started watching this one called Pulp Empire, and it's, like, pulp fiction, or, like, basically an entire Quentin Tarantino edit of the film Empire Strikes Back but it's got like other OT stuff spliced in. It even has like some of that Clone Wars TV show that's like not the <laughs> official one. It yeah. has like stuff spliced in. It's so f- yep, yep. good. I could yep, yep. get my pants. It's so, I love it so much. Oh my
2: god, yeah. I saw you wrote that in the outline and I was like what yep, yep. F- is that? I don't Dude,
1: know. it's amazing. I like, I don't like love Quentin Tarantino movies. It's just really really well done in a very good imitation of like what the Empire Strikes Back would look like if it was edited by quentin tarantino it's cool awesome yeah i want
2: to see that Leonardo DiCaprio movie that he has coming out about the charles manson killer
1: yeah same because mur- oh because murder I think-
2: murder i love murder um hey buddy you back
0: i'm back <gasps> hi well now i want to watch a quentin tarantino empire strikes back
1: <laughs> dude That's- it's so good
0: what can you send me the link like is there a link to yes it? Okay.
1: Yes, I'll, it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. It, right. Like one of our like listeners slash friends sent it to us, and it's or sent it to me or told me about it at celebration. And I like, um, it's so good. That's really funny. Yeah, no, I'll definitely send it to you. It's great.
0: Did we get into how Laura how you got into Rebels?
1: Um, no, not really. I did. I didn't get into it too much because I'm I'm not totally sure how to explain that. Um, I can try. I think that part of it was that. I think what it what was out at the time it may have been like the trailer for season 3 or maybe it was like the mid-season trailer for season 3 um where I saw that like Kenobi was coming back and I saw that like Ahsoka had been in it or something you know like I I had gotten these little like glimpses of like characters that I kind of knew um to be totally honest and this is sort of contentious I actually like the the animation style of Rebels more than the Clone Wars so it, it just is like it's a little bit cleaner of a, of movement for me and I th- yeah. so I think I was probably watching the Clone Wars at the time and probably paused and then went back and, and started watching Rebels before I went back and you know by the time I caught up and went back and finished Clone Wars but um, I, I've always just thought the characters are really compelling um, I you know was coming of age and the time that Freddie prince jr was having his like moment in hollywood so the fact <laughs> yes. that he was like doing the voice of a character on the show who was a jedi i was like well yep, yep. yeah i'm gonna watch that so that was like the best of all the worlds and so i uh that was probably a, a big part of it for me and yeah I, I it's hard to explain because i i still don't truly understand it myself it's a you know a show made for children and I don't even really like children so it's kind of strange (laughs) that I really like this show as much as I do but the characters were always just really compelling to me and the animation style was something that I liked and it held my attention and I don't know that was that was just it for me that's all it took it's to this day it's still my favorite Star Wars It's just it's weird
0: (laughs) It's kind of awesome that's your favorite Star Wars. I agree though. I, I I prefer the animation style in Rebels to Clone Wars as well. I think it's just like you said it's smoother, it's a it's a little bit more polished. Yeah, I and, and I don't know if that's, Wars.
1: you know, that's one of those things that I think not necessarily everybody agrees with and a lot of people are very vocal about it. Um up until the Clone Wars season 7 was announced, it was sort of a uh it was always sort of a contentious thing when people were like save the Clone Wars every time Somebody posted anything about rebels on Twitter, and I was just like, "God, Jesus, really?" Like, everybody, settle down. Like, it'll. It was. It's done. The Clone Wars time is done, and now it's coming back, and I'm really excited for that too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't really like the animation style of it. Just throwing it out there, I like the soup, the hyper stylized, hyper detailed um, animation of the Clone Wars. Just because it's not like anything you've seen, and you can tell that it's like really expensive. Um, But what I think is so cool about Laura really being into Rebels is it just goes to show that, you know, from a fandom perspective, like, you never know what's going to bring people in. And it's always surprising and, like, really awesome that Disney's been able to
1: do that, you know. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point.
0: Uh, So in terms of collectibles, I came up with this question all on my own right now. That's how we're gonna do this. Uh, are, there, are there any that you <laughs> that you want that you've been looking to collect, or that anything that means a lot to you? Uh, some that have eluded you, or some that you're like, why do I own this right now?
1: Um, go ahead, Alice. Why don't you Why don't you jump in? All
2: right. So as far as like collecting stuff, I have not really been into you know keeping a whole lot of or having a whole lot of things. Of the sort. Uh, the first items that I ended up getting were at the very first C2E2. Carrie Fisher was signing autographs. And like somehow, through a friend of a friend who was working for a video game company, I got in last minute. I got like three tiny figurines that were all dirty and gross, you know, probably from 30 years ago for 10 bucks. And I met Carrie Fisher and got an autographed picture of her. Um, It was, I'm a horrible person because when she, when I walked in, I was the very last person of the day. And when I walked in, I, the only thing out of my mouth was, oh my God, I'm so jealous you got to make out with Harrison Ford. And she just looked at me like I was a complete nut job. So, (laughs) so, so then I, I kept going though, is the problem. I was like, (laughs) I was like, no, really, if I saw him in real life. Like, I would latch myself on and not let go. And she goes, ugh, no you wouldn't. He's a horrible screen kisser. And then I just stared, and I was like, uh, I really like your books. And she she was like, okay. And then signed it, and I walked away, and I was mortified. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have the worst case of, like, being starstruck of, of anyone. It's just it's yep, yep. ridiculous. But... As far as toys and stuff, I haven't really gone that direction, but I do have a whole lot of knickknacks, especially jewelry. I mean, I went on a rampage. I've got Star Wars aprons, r two d two measuring cups, like custom yep, yep. off Etsy, a lot of earrings and necklaces, badge reels, keychains. I mean I've got i've I've got Star Wars trinkets out the ass, basically.
1: Alice is really into like the Lego mini figurines. That's what a lot of her earrings and her like her badge reel are. So I, I yeah. enjoy that. And I've got uh, I've got my Hera mini keychain, too. So I, that's the Lego figure. That's that stuff. So fun.
2: Housewares.
1: Yeah. Blind charms. My favorite yep. part of the Carrie Fisher story <laughs> is how you lean into just the Harrison Ford thing. <laughs> oh <God>. So embarrassing. <laughs> oh, God.
0: I'm surprised she didn't have a different reaction to that from, like, all the videos and interviews I've seen with Carrie Fisher. I feel like she would have had, like, something cheekier to say to you after that.
2: Oh, it was pure, like, rusting bitch face. Just like, <laughs> just, like, no.
1: It was also, like, the end of the day. The poor thing was probably exhausted, you know? Like, Phallus was the last person yeah. of the day at that con. <laughs>
0: yeah. Her last. Her last memory of that one is just you asking that question. Or like, ugh. That's I her guess.
1: last impression of Chicago, Alice. Jesus! Oh my
2: God! It's true! It's true! <laughs> yep, yep. Oh no!
0: Could be worse. Could be a lot worse.
1: Wow! I didn't even think about it that way, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, so so for me, when it comes to collecting, I'm kind of in the same boat as Alice because I'm not I'm not a huge collector. I, I to be totally honest, I don't, I don't care for clutter. I'm a pretty messy person, so the the fewer amount of things i can have laying around the better um just for my own my own uh, efforts when it comes to cleaning my apartment but i do have a i've got a hera and a cassian andor funko pop um the hera one i love just because it's hera the cassian andor one i love because alice threw it at me and spilled my drink um and <laughs> almost like electrocuted my computer charger to the point of not working um, when we were recording one day. And that's how I came to own the Cassie and or Funko pop. So I do love it just because it has the story behind it. It makes me laugh every time I see it. So it, he sits on my desk at work. Um, but I, I think in terms of things that I'm wanting to collect, there's not a whole lot on the list, but last year at Comic-Con that would have been Comic-Con 2018 in San Diego. They did a reveal of the blast of chopper with the blast off base. Yes. The Black Series figure and I am like dying to get one. So I, I they're like twenty bucks or something at Walmart. I saw that I could have like pre ordered it a while ago. I don't know if I'm gonna go out of my way to get it. If I happen to see it or come across it somewhere, I'll probably pick one up. But it, it is a really cool, sleek looking figure. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping I can snag one of those one of these days.
0: Do you go to a lot of the San Diego Comic Cons?
1: This will be my first one. I'm going to oh, wow. Comic-Con for the first time this year. I've got I only have tickets to Thursday and Sunday, but I'm I'm really excited. My brother lives out there, so I'll have an opportunity to visit with some family and stuff too. But yeah, I've gone to C2E2 the last 2-3 years, I think just 2 years, and uh San Diego Comic-Con will be my only other my only other con besides C2E2 and Celebration.
0: Oh, well, that's cool. I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con, but I've actually been to San Diego during Comic-Con.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, How sad.
0: I was I was only there for the Sunday night uh, ten years ago, and it was rammed with people, and it's only gotten bigger since. So it's that should be a lot of fun for you.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. It should be a good time.
0: You were at um, Orlando celebration, but Alice, you were not. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, we didn't know each other at the time. No. Um, so I, it just wasn't on my mind. But Laura just. You totally went on a whim, right?
1: Yeah, I, I bought my tickets to Orlando, and I got Friday, Saturday tickets only. I bought them, like, two weeks before the convention. Like, Star Wars Celebration was a different beast in 2017 than it was than it is for 2020 and even what it was for this year like I can't believe that I was able to get tickets for that I mean obviously I didn't get Thursday Thursday was the 40th anniversary celebration of a new hope but I was really my that wasn't even on my radar I was wanting to go so that I could be there for the rebels panel and I got to be at the rebels panel in the room and that was that was all I cared about that year seeing the last Jedi was just a bonus the the panel that year was you know was
0: great too yeah I got my wife got me the four-day pass for Christmas that year Like, nice. Could you imagine now? That was like, like, I would not be going because tickets didn't sell. It just this year is just insane to me. Just I know, unbelievable. Like
1: they were gone within what an hour? The forty passes. Yeah, they've they've actually
2: already opened. I saw on Twitter today. They've already opened light. Really,
1: Uh, I wondered when they were going to do that. I'm glad that they did it sooner than last year.
2: Yeah, they opened light to get your name on a waiting list for people who need to get rid of tickets when the time comes
0: that's good because it was that, this year i thought it was ridiculous a little a little over the top i don't know did they sell in like uh, it was weird i thought it was strange because i in, two years ago it was christmas time i got them on christmas they were they sold out i think the 20th or 21st of december two years ago this year an hour it's just yeah unbelievable star wars is dead i think it's confirmed nobody likes yeah star wars. <clears throat>
1: dead as a doornail nail the coffin shut it has ceased to be clearly
0: obviously but one <laughs> thing that tried to kill the to, to kill the Star Wars fandom was this little movie called The Last Jedi which as you uh, mentioned just a little bit ago they had a nice awesome panel at Star Wars Celebration Orlando did you so you obviously you, you Rebels was your main your main goal there Laura but did you see did you see it live at the show stage or anything like that when you were there or did you watch it later on online the trailer for Last Jedi
1: so, in Orlando, there were two overflow rooms for The Last Jedi panel. There was the the big main room and then two overflow. I was in the first overflow room. So, I waited in line to get in The Last Jedi panel for, like, probably six or seven hours and still didn't get in oh, and wow. made it in. I was in, like, the back of the overflow room, too, of the first one. So, that tells you, you know, what, what it was um, back then. But it yeah. was... Yeah, I mean it, it was it was a really fun time and getting to hang out and wait. The anticipation was crazy. Ryan Johnson came up and came out in the middle of the night and passed out like donuts or something to, or pizza maybe. Yeah. To, I I wasn't there when he was there, but <laughs> you know, I heard later and saw some pictures, which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean if if the question is really what our what our thoughts are on the last Jedi, I personally loved it. I think it's my it's probably my second favorite Star Wars film.
0: I just wanted to know yeah. your impression of of being in, in that room when that trailer dropped. For, to start, We'll get to The Last Jedi in a little bit because people have opinions on it. But in that room when the trailer dropped, what was it like? What was that experience like?
1: It was, I mean, it was crazy. That was, and that was so much fun getting, you know, it's really kind of about in that moment, like getting to be in the room with other fans. Like it's such a huge... It's such a huge thing. You don't think about it like that, and people have no idea until you've experienced it what it's like to be in a room full of Star Wars fans that are as diehard as you are when you get to see something like that for the first time. I mean, like, grown men are crying. Like, it was... And it was a a good trailer. I don't think it was quite as moving as the the Rise of Skywalker trailer Mm -hmm. was, but it was, you know, a long time of anticipation, two years of anticipation leading up to that moment. So it was... I don't know. I, I, it's hard to remember it because it's so different than the celebration experience was so different in 2019 than it was in 2017. But it's a different experience when you're waiting in line with a group of people for that long, yeah. and then you get to you sit and bond with them for like six, seven hours or more, and then you get to like sit and and watch that trailer with them and experience it with them. It's a very like, <laughs> it's just a very moving moment. It's yeah. it's cool. Yeah.
0: I didn't sit, I didn't wait in line for that long. I think I got there at. 5 30 or 6 in the morning before because yeah. uh, I was with uh, some friends and my wife and everybody kind of agreed like no we're not sleeping on the floor we'll sleep yeah. in our room and then we'll get there in the morning and and, and I you know watching uh celebration in, or in England and in Anaheim the show stage was I was like let's just go there and watch it and so we watched it there and it was you know we didn't get a seat we didn't get the poster but we sat we stood there and we watched it and and that was a lot of fun because Ashley Eckstein came out, and Sam Witwer came out, and Hayden Christensen came out, and so they do a great job of celebration for people that can't get into those panels to have still have a great time and still experience Star Wars uh, to the fullest. From what I from what I remember two years ago now. Uh, so Alice, where were you for that? Did, were you excited for that trailer? Did you sit at home and wait six hours in front of your computer for it to load? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I just waited until it came out on YouTube, but I was I was totally pumped and excited about it and didn't know what to expect or, you know, anything like that. So, you know, it was kind of like with The Force Awakens, I Googled spoilers or, you know, whatever kind of news stuff there was up to a point, And then I just kind of again, October ish, like blackout mode, because that's when the real, in my opinion, like the real spoilers start to come out
0: yeah they dropped that trailer on a monday night football
2: yes which they, now i now i remember which they
0: did with the force awakens as well but this one's for i don't know how you both feel felt about it, but this one seemed almost bigger in a way because the the force awakens i mean i think ultimately force awakens was a bigger experience but this trailer dropping uh in front of monday night Football, uh mark hamill kind of it by accident and there was this anticipation like the Jedi must end what are we going to see so you just said now you remember do you remember watching that trailer and and were you very excited about that football game
2: uh the football game no was it actually a Bears game (laughs) I think it it was yeah I think it was Yeah. yeah okay yeah it was a Bears game um I'm a Saints fan because I'm from Louisiana so DGAF you know um, but I, ex- I watched it exclusively for the trailer because I knew that, you know, that's when it was yeah. coming. And did tickets go on sale that same night? They did.
0: Yes. Right. Okay. After.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I got my tickets to the dirty IMAX down the street. So <laughs> down the street is very, it actually is down the street, but it's like a 30 minute drive down this <laughs> one street to get to. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's
0: Laura, funny. what about
1: you? I don't, I do You know what's really funny? I don't have a lot of memory of that of (laughs) seeing that trailer for the first time. I like. I'm sure that I was probably just like stressing out because I was. It's always sort of been on me to get the opening night tickets for me and my like group of ten friends because usually that's about the limit of like how many tickets you can buy at one time, or like nine or ten. Yeah. Um, And so I. I, it would have been on me to buy that, so I would have just been like, "All right, play the yep, yep. trailer, so I can like, so I can get to the tickets, <laughs> so I can get this off my list and not have to worry about it again." Um, so I, that's I do remember it being football. I remember it being the Bears. I remember like watching it over the trailer over and over again on my TV after it had premiered. But that would have been like after I had bought the tickets and gotten through that stress of it first. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I am the same. I'm the one that has to buy the tickets and it's so stressful to do it. I don't think people understand how much pressure you're under to get tickets for Star Wars on opening night. It's just Yeah, I mean, no I've respect.
1: done it for I've done it for like all the Marvel movies. I've done it for a couple of the like Disney live action. I mean, like I I've done it for all the Star Wars of of for my group and it's just like these moments come and go and I'm just like oh my god it's like so much stress just so I can like go sit in a theater and not talk to my friends for three hours while we sit and watch a movie <laughs> it's ridiculous
0: uh, seriously so that trailer gave us that big moment at the end where Kylo reaches out with his hand and she's looking at, and, and Ray says I'm just looking for my place in all of this or something like that and there's that moment like oh is she gonna get trained by by Kylo, what did you? Each of you have an anticipation from what to expect from this movie, especially in regards to Rey and Kylo Ren.
2: I didn't. I didn't. I I didn't know what to expect. Um, the at least the concept of shipping. I thought that was a new word. I'm totally unhip, and I didn't realize that was even a term um, <laughs> until recently. But I didn't really go in with any expectations except for, you know, just general curiosity because we were wondering about Snoke. We were one, you know, we knew about the the Praetorian guards. Um, we knew we were going to get more Luke. But other than that, we didn't really know much of anything. So at that point, you know, I, I was just kind of like avoiding spoilers or avoiding too many and I was spending a lot of my time just focusing on reading the books, really.
0: Which books? Like, just all of them, or were there specific ones? Uh,
2: yeah. I, I've read, I've probably read, like, at least 25 of the new canon novels, I think. Um, so there were a lot that had, like, fun tie ins, right? Like, Leia Princess of Alderaan, uh, The Canto Bite book mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. Some people gave it a lot of Yep yep. It. Uh Phasma, I read after the fact. I really loved it. Um you know, I, I kept myself busy. We'll just we'll put it that way.
0: Did either of you read the aftermath trilogy? Yes. What what loved it? At what point did you read it?
2: Oh I think I started reading it. I'm trying to think. I think I started reading it before The Last Jedi came out. Um, I don't remember when I finished it. I remember the first book took me a long time to get through because Mm -hmm. I just wasn't used to the writing style and I thought it was kind of boring. But I, like, powered through the other two because I love them so much. And I kind of want to reread the third one because it has so much of, like, Palpatine's contingency plan that I'm wondering if there will be tie-ins... Referenced from that in *The Rise of Skywalker*, um, but it's it's kind of a blur to me at this point. It just seems like ages ago.
0: Yeah, I felt the first aftermath was. It took me about a hundred pages to really even get into it, and then it still. It never really settled that well with me. But then, yeah, the next two were just awesome, and I couldn't put them down. So I. I was just asking because you say you relate to it and I just want to know the opinion of somebody that kind of hit those. Because I got that book on the fourth Friday I came out Right, I was like, I need to read this book right now. This is the first new canon novel. What's happening? And it was a letdown uh, in regards to it being the very first new canon book that they were promoting heavily. So I just think somebody's perspective that came in later on, how that would affect you in reading that book.
2: Yeah, I, I just can't remember when I got to Aftermath. It was probably like the fifth or sixth canon novel that I started. Um, but again, I, I found the first one extremely painful. And then the other two I just love, but I can't put a timeline on it. Laura, do you remember when you read them?
1: Okay, so I actually learned about Aftermath um, from other fans at... Star Wars Celebration 2017 at that point I had read Ahsoka and I think I'd started reading A New Dawn or maybe I had read A New Dawn and I was asking people um every time I was in line of what they thought I should read next um and I had said like I want to read Aftermath because I want to know what happens after Return of the Jedi and people like (laughs) everybody kept giving me the same response which was like um do maybe there's like another one though like it, it was it was very like sort of contentious where people were like yeah no actually I don't think you I don't know if you want to go that route um and I people were trying to warn me about you know the sort of weirdness of this book that Alice was talking about the writing style is very weird there's a lot of sort of what feels like stream of consciousness writing and there's the interludes that are jumping all over to the place to different settings and different characters and then never revisiting them ever again and it's just kind of a the book's just sort of all over the place so I totally get it um I really enjoyed the aftermath series overall, but yeah, that first book is that that one's a doozy. It's not by any means where I would recommend anyone start if you are just getting into reading Star Wars canon novels,
0: which is tough because that is the one that they that was their, this is like there that was their first one. Like, hey, this is where you are gonna your starting point, and it's yeah, like, like, like
1: you want to gravitate towards that. I totally get it, um, but yeah. yeah, that that's not where I would where I'd recommend starting. But I I do and I did enjoy this the trilogy overall. Um yeah. I have to say. I'm I'm glad where they I'm happy that they took the second and third books in a sort of different direction just in terms of the overall style.
0: Yeah, I think part of it was Chuck Chuck Wendig's hands might have been tied in that first one where they're like, You can't reveal anything, so don't I'm like okay, what can I do? Well you can have Wedge. Yeah. You can have Wedge <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think it was tricky for him, I think. I think some people are hard on him and I don't know if it was his fault necessarily.
2: Yeah. and mr bones is the best yes. character. yeah oh, he's a he's
1: a goddamn delight
0: <laughs> i will say though in that second aftermath book when you find out how um snap gets his nickname snap was dumb i don't know if you remember that but i don't
1: be- even remember how was it like a maneuver or something that he does
0: no no it was because he could snap his fingers very quickly and oh was, that's I, that's yeah. stupid it was I remember reading it like oh okay because his name is I can't remember his name Temin or something like that I can't Mr. Tumnus I don't know it's something like that in the first one <laughs> and then in the movie I
2: feel like I've said that exact same <laughs> thing I feel like I've called him Mr. Tumnus or I've I've referenced Mr. Tumnus in some way but uh, yeah I think it's I think it's Temen. Uh, maybe uh, but anyway, Mr. Bones just like picturing one of those old battle droids like hopping around in a field of flowers saying, I love murder. Want me to murder for you?
1: Roger, just... Roger.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brings me joy.
0: I wish he was in the Force Awakens.
2: Same. I hope I hope we see him somehow. I don't care how I see him. I just want to yep, yep. see him, man.
0: Yeah. Maybe. I'd be awesome if he showed up in the rise of sky. He was the rise of Skywalker spoiler. Oh my
1: God. That would be hilarious. Whoa.
0: It'd be amazing. Okay. So Alice, did you get tickets for, for the midnight, sh- the first day of uh, last Jedi?
2: Oh, hell yeah. I did it. Force awakens, rogue one, last Jedi. Um, Opening night, uh, there's, by the Dirty IMAX, there's a really good barbecue place that I bring my friend who's, she's, I wouldn't call her, I guess she's more of like a head is that what they're called?
1: Yeah, also real good is a relative term, I grew up in Kansas City, so I wouldn't define that place as real good barbecue, but to each their own.
2: <laughs> I like cornbread, um, so, <laughs> I... I remember walking out when I went to go see it, like I had all I, I don't know what all I had built up, but you know, I had been like really getting back and in, into Star Wars for like almost a year at that point. And um I all I remember is really enjoying it and thinking it went by so fast, but walking out confused. Like like what did I just see? And I think it's because it turned the entire arc of, like, the saga themes on its head, in a way. Um, I had a much better explanation for it, like, if you would have asked me a year and a half ago or whatever, but um, I, I definitely walked out feeling confused and, like, maybe even a little bit disenchanted, to be honest. Um, it didn't really resonate with me until it came out to buy for streaming, and I just got to, like, sit by myself sit with my thoughts and like watch it on my couch.
0: That's interesting. I like the way you said disenchanting. I think that's a, a fair way of saying, I think a lot of people felt that way uh, coming out of the theater for that one because it did turn everything on its head. And it it wasn't, I think that trailer from former Orlando, Laura really kind of was truthful in the tone of the film itself, where it wasn't the fun, loving swashbuckling adventure. It was like this nitty gritty you're going to learn some stuff and you're going to hate some stuff, but you need this.
1: Yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that argument a lot. My, my thing with the last Jedi, the first time I saw it is that I didn't care for it, leaving the theater. And I remember leaving and just being like, like feeling so deflated because I was like, I went to celebration. I saw this trail this teaser in a room full of fans. I watched the trailer. I was so excited. I bought the tickets for the opening night. I've been building up to this moment for so long now and I am like just devastated how I'm feeling leaving this theater because I liked the movie I didn't love it and I feel like maybe I just ruined it for myself by building it up too much and then you know I went online and I saw some of the you know some of the arguments back and forth and I was kind of like okay well that's I'm gonna close this off for a while and I'm gonna go see this movie again and I saw it two days later again still opening weekend just to get another you know sort of idea of get a second viewing and to see if it you know kind of changed anything and I swear to god I felt like I was seeing a different movie like I left the theater and I just absolutely loved it. I feel like I understood it a lot more. I was able to absorb things a lot easier the second time around and paid a lot more attention to things. And I I just felt like it was like eye opening. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I've never, ever had that with any other movie where I like saw it and then saw it again two days later and felt like I was seeing something else like that that was the two experiences couldn't have been more different. It was bizarre.
0: And you're not the first person to say that either. That's what's... Th- with this movie, it's almost multiple. I just saw it, I think, like a week or two ago. I rewatched it from... Usually, I just like fast. I'm like, Praetorian Guard, let's get this over with. Let's watch this awesome scene. But this time, I said, you know, I'm going to watch it from start to finish. And for for the Patreons, I was like, I'm going to do an honest review. Like, this is it. This is me just being completely honest a year and a half later whatever. And I aside from a couple of jokes here and there I was I liked it the most I've ever liked that movie like I was like oh it's all just like you I almost saw it with fresh eyes like new eyes this new perspective on it and I think I appreciate it a lot more now and I think the rise of Skywalker coming is gonna shine a lot more light on it and a lot more positivity on last Jedi
1: yeah, I agree. I think it's only going to do... It's only going to get better with age, The Last Jedi. It's only going to get better with multiple viewings and repeat viewings. And I think The Rise of Skywalker is going to show us um, even new ways that, that the movie... You know, things we didn't see before until after we see the the, the final film um, of, you know, things that were included in there that, that sort of changed everything. But yeah, it really... I like the way that you put it, Alice. Where you you kind of what did you say about it? That it like
2: it, it turned the themes of the saga. It it changed completely the direction of them, and yeah. I was just disenchanted.
1: I like when did I not out. ever think about it that way, and I I like the way that you put that. I think that makes a lot of sense. I I ended up really. So what was your thought on? You said you had like multiple viewings, and you had your feeling on it changed after you saw. You knew you sat and saw it at home. Did you not see it a second time in theaters? You didn't see it for a second um, time until it came out?
2: No, I did see it for a second time. Like that's I saw it the Sunday after because I was worried about there being the last Jedi questions at trivia that week <laughs> when we met. <laughs> <laughs> Which of course and, there weren't. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I wouldn't watch those for no reason. Okay. Um and I I actually remember being like I, I, I thought I was going to fall asleep, to be honest. Um, it just seemed so much slower to me in really? theaters. And I, I still, like, was processing how it just completely switched the themes of the saga. And it just kind of be, – being really big in the prequels – and how they were set up and developed, um, compared to the original trilogy, it's just a very, very different experience, so, again, once I got to sit and watch it just by myself in my own little Alice bubble that is my house with my dog, um, that's when I finally connected, I think it just took a little while for me to soak in, and then also talking to a lot of people about it, and I think, Laura, I had mentioned this to you, I talked to a guy who was in the military at a party and he was telling me why it resonated with him so much um just from military stuff I, I i probably can't i definitely cannot articulate how he articulated things to me but hearing different completely different opinions with from people of different backgrounds and perspectives um i think that added a lot because i was able to then think of it you know from other you know walking in other people's shoes in a sense
0: uh so for both of you how long how many times did you see the last jedi in the theater
1: just twice for me yeah same for me I And
0: mean, then you bought it immediately on digital or blu-ray or did you wait a little bit of time
1: immediately pre-ordered yeah. I Pre-ordered. bought it immediately. I, I wanted the I wanted those features and stuff that were on the uh, that were in the extras, like the director and the Jedi, and yes. the like. When I heard that there was going to be a score only version of the film, I was like, I mean, that sold me immediately.
0: Yeah, that for what you said earlier, that makes a lot of sense. So, you see the Last Jedi, and then you have a a trivia night a couple days later, and that's when you two met.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: That's that's the force at work.
2: It really is, right? Like it—it's just so wild. Because, like I was saying earlier, a lot of the podcasts I was listening to, people when they talk about celebration, they talk about their Star Wars friends a lot, and you know how it's kind of like a this really special thing. And I—I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. That's you know, um, it it just didn't seem realistic to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I found my Star Wars friend, and
1: real life friend too yay that me
0: (laughs) oh twist that's a twist i didn't see that one coming (laughs) (laughs) so what so how did you meet at this at this trivia i mean aside from answering questions so did you both respect each other's (laughs) knowledge of of was it a star wars trivia was it film trivia
2: it was it was a star wars trivia and we had both gone to a whole bunch and there was one that i know we were both at because i i was looking at the facebook invite page and i saw like this chick post like do we need to know extended universe blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like oh that's yep, yep. my competition man <laughs> and then like i remember sitting at the bar and like seeing elora and thinking like oh that's her yep, yep. and um Anyway, of course, we didn't, like, meet or anything that way. But at the very last one, there's a trivia master. Because, you know, the the trivia here, at least, it there are different companies that go around and host them. And the guy he, who was doing it that night is one we had both met independently at other bars where he was the trivia master. Um, so he had met us separately. And then... Like after that night was like, oh my god, you guys are one and two, you need to meet, like this is that. And so he introduced us. What was extra special is we had our friend Um I want to say, was it December? I don't remember. We had our friend in December. And that exact night of the night we met, there was another trivia hosted by the same company With the same host who introduced us. So we went and, you know, played trivia. And we destroyed everyone. I think it was like, I think we had like 184 and the next closest team was 69. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, we, you know, it was the guy who introduced us. And it was exactly one year. From the night, wow. and we won together, and it was just a fun, special time for us. So, it's you know, what are the odds? It's pretty yeah, yeah, cool.
0: Never tell me the odds. Apparently, they're very good. Apparently, the <laughs> odds are, are definitely amazing. So, you, you get the, the last Jedi and all that. That's out. Uh-huh. Were you excited for solo? Was solo like on your radar? Because it's not. I I love Solo I was looking forward to Solo but in terms of the saga it's not really up there
2: yeah I mean I, I didn't have high hopes for it just because of all the drama surrounding changing the directors and it felt you know when you see that a movie is going to come out less than six months after it wrapped and you're hearing all the rumors that the whole thing was rewritten like two months before or something like that um, it's I think the natural reaction is to not have your hopes up. I also didn't really enjoy the Journey to Solo books. Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to them on audiobook. I didn't physically read them, but I wasn't a huge fan of them. And, um, I again, I, I didn't really have any hopes or expectations. And a lot of the comments for it were about the... Movie theaters, essentially, like the lights or the film in general being too dark or something like that. But the problem, or the first time I saw it, Laura and I were together and, you know, we just won a trivia and had matching solo shirts that we <laughs> won. And, you know, we're wearing them together with this huge group and, the theater experience the first time we watched it together just wasn't great. The sound in the theater was really crappy and it, it, like that makes a huge difference yes. when the movie sound sucks. So there was that. And then the audience wasn't, it wasn't your normal star Wars audience. Like normally when you go to movies, you know, like big movies that, you know, like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, it, Star Wars, obviously, and kind of like the opening stuff comes up. In this, in this case, the Lucasfilm logo. Anytime that comes up, and you have like the green color kind of glittering around, usually the audience is like Woo! and like clapping and all sorts. Of- yep, yep. And they were silent. Like Laura and yeah. I were the only ones who were just like cheering, like hell yeah, you know. So I enjoyed it, but I didn't think too much of it. And then we went, saw it, uh, the next week at a theater downtown that had like really nice sound and, you know, like recliner seats and everything. And it was such a different experience, but in a good way. So I, I think we both really enjoyed it. I haven't, I've probably only watched it a couple of times since, it came out um but i do own it i was concerned about uh oh, yep, yep. what's his face
0: uh, alden eric Ald-
2: alden en- yeah i was yeah. concerned about his acting just because when he said uh in one of the trailers he had said like um i have a good feeling about this and the way it sounded it just sounded weird from an acting perspective. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not an actor. I don't. I don't. I. I can't. I. Can't, I have no right being like, ooh, that <laughs> sucks. Because, like, I mean, I. I mean, I. I couldn't do it. But, um, some some things about it just kind of took me away. But overall i thought it was really good there were some things that were disappointing about it like they'd built up tandy newton a whole lot his val and she was around for all of five minutes same thing with uh rio hardly around um i i'm really curious to see what the original version would have been like. But I do think it's a good movie and one of those that maybe a lot of people haven't seen or it's what I'll call an airplane movie yeah. where almost everyone you meet, they're like, oh, I watched it on an airplane. It was so good. Um, the Disaster Artist is another example of a movie <laughs> that I thought was fantastic. But everyone, you know, it, it didn't get publicized well enough. And... Um, Uh, You know, some stuff happened, whatever. But everyone, you know, who's seen it, they all watched it on an airplane and just fell in love with it. And I think that's kind of how Solo is. Uh, I think uh, part of the issue, too, is how soon it came out after Last Jedi. And then also because they had to redo so much of it, just the whole thing with the marketing schedules and all of that, like, I, I feel like... They could have pushed it back, but they felt like they should keep it where it was and kind of rushed things. So I think the publicity is what did it in. And then also the fan temperature after The Last Jedi probably didn't help either.
0: Oh, definitely. So that was the first movie you two saw together, Star Wars-wise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Uh, it was. It wouldn't have... Oh, no. It wouldn't have been Rogue One. That was 2016. Yeah. Totally forgot. It would have been uh, Solo. That's so funny
0: uh how how were your thoughts What are your thoughts on solo?
1: um that's really funny that I was talking about it uh most people watching it on an airplane that's how my my youngest brother watched it, and he ended up texting me that day and like saying that he really enjoyed it um and i I you know naturally we saw it in theaters. We saw it twice in theaters together, and uh I really enjoyed it as a movie. It's not my favorite star wars film um I think it's another one that upon rewatches it just kind of keeps getting better. Uh, I, I wish, I wish there was more, I wish I enjoyed more of the stuff around it. I didn't get into any of the, like, Journey to Solo books that came out. I mean, like, Last Shot and the, the novelization of Solo, and what was the other one? Um. Most Wanted. Most Wanted. I, I just couldn't get into any of them, so I, I Don't. wish I had enjoyed the, you know, the stuff surrounding it a little more. The movie itself I enjoyed, um. I don't know how. I would like to know more about these characters and where they go in terms of like making Solo Two happen. Um, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be done on film. I think that it would be a good fit for Disney Plus or for a live action series. Um, maybe more so than like a sequel in theaters, but I don't know. I- I'm sort of I'm sort of on the fence, but overall, I, enjoy- I enjoyed it.
0: And did you enjoy the ex- experience being? Uh, new Star Wars fan. I guess you would have been Star Wars fans about five months at that point. Seeing it together, did that did that have a little special magic to it at all?
1: It was cool to get to see it together. I, I enjoyed getting... Uh, it, it was cool getting to see a Star Wars film together. It was. I was still sort of with my my big crew that I normally see these, these opening night movies with. Alice's friend Katie still came with us. And so it was sort of a merging of our two groups. It was a good time. Um, that that night overall was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, at that point, we'd, we'd been fans longer than five months. We'd been friends for only about, you know, five months or so at that time. But uh, yeah, I, overall, I think it was it was really special to actually get to like experience a Star Wars movie together. That was cool. Totally.
0: And around this time, the announcement comes in. Star Wars Celebration is heading to Chicago in 2019. Tickets will go on sale June 5th or whatever it was.
2: We were all up on that bitch. The day they said, (laughs) oh yeah, the day they said I was in Chicago, we booked the Hyatt connected at the convention center. We live in Chicago, but it's it's so huge and getting back and forth from our neighborhoods to McCormick would just be so expensive and take so long. We booked that hotel off as soon as they announced it. Um, And then, you know, we got the five-day passes and
0: mm-hmm.
2: were just stoked i personally was in shock that it was it was going to be in chicago
0: yeah that was a huge surprise to me as well I, I i mean it made sense the amount of people that go to those things like the size of that convention hall
2: yeah it's huge i threw my back out walking around in flip-flops it still hasn't <laughs> fixed yet
0: Oh, jeez so you're gonna get a pair of fresh runners for anaheim
2: yeah yeah i pretty much i have orthotic flip-flops now and um i almost exclusively wear tennis shoes
1: <laughs> alice is gonna look like a real tourist yeah. walking around <laughs> eating tacos and going to star wars celebration you're have a fanny pack it's gonna be great maybe, it's gonna be
2: maybe i'll get platform flip or platform sneakers and then i will like be closer to your height yeah and then like you won't have to bend down in pictures or anything
1: you'll also like look a little bit like a spice girl and it'll be great i'm down with that i love the 90s give it to me you
0: you you both booked your hotel in anaheim before you bought tickets before you got your four-day passes
1: that is accurate you were smart you're like
0: we know where it's gonna be let's just book this now so we don't have to have that deal with the headaches of the hotel blocks
2: well we're all about contingency plans and we had caught as soon as they announced or not as soon as they announced it but i guess a few weeks before tickets went on sale we had called around the hotels that are really really close to the convention center and none of them were taking reservations yet so we or laura found one that was like a 10-minute drive away and booked that just to have as a contingency plan but For some reason, I'm the lucky one when it comes to getting in online ticket queues. So we have a, we have a, hotel connected to the convention center again.
0: Amazing. No. So
1: <laughs> that reminds me I need to cancel the original hotel I booked <laughs>
0: well, You have until I think like two weeks before. So you got time. Yeah. Got time. But don't yeah. forget. But don't forget or else that charge will show up on your credit card and you'll be like, no like, know, I'll be like yeah, what, what?
1: sucked it. Like what yeah. the f- yum, yum is this? Somebody <laughs> stole my credit card in Anaheim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually that happened in Orlando. I got somebody stole a lot of people's credit cards in Orlando.
1: I heard about that. Yeah, that's too bad. Good time.
0: So you're going to Anaheim. Anything that you've learned from Chicago that you want to bring with you to Anaheim in terms of how to experience the uh, celebration?
1: Drink less. Less. I, yeah, I don't know if it's
2: about it's figuring out how to drink enough in a good way. Uh, we had a lot of really hungover times. We had, you know, it's, there's a lot of fun. We were out until like, what, two in the morning most nights. Oh, yeah. We partying. It, was,
1: it was a lot of fun. Every single night that we were out, I had a blast, except for the, like, there was one night that I finally hit, like, a social, a peak <laughs> of social exhaustion, and I just needed to, like, go back to the room and be in the room by myself, which I did. And it helped me a lot. You know, everyone's got to hit the reset button. Um, oh. But yeah, it's, it was a re- we partied really hard and had a really, really good time. Um, and I wouldn't trade that for anything, but I think overall I will probably just partake in maybe some other activities that are permitted in California and drink a little bit less.
2: Well, I think we know our limits now, um, <laughs> as far as that. Um, I'm, I'm still planning on parting hard. I, but I think what allowed us to do that, and maybe kind of like why we just were like balls to the walls with everything, is because of the, um, what are they called, the lotteries. Yeah. Like that gave us the. The it basically excuse. gave us
1: permission, yeah, to be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. you get to go party now, and yeah, and we did.
0: Did you get in, into any of the, the lotteries? Did you win any of those in Chicago? Uh,
2: <laughs> we didn't win any of them. Oh, wow. but but we were really really lucky because. Laura you
1: can take that sure so we uh, you know we put it out there on Twitter and like had said like okay we entered all the lotteries and we'd been talking about it on our show and I had said like you know I'm not going to Star Wars Celebration to walk on the floor I'm not going to Star Wars Celebration to get autographs I'm going for panels because that's my favorite thing that's my favorite part of Celebration besides like getting to party with all my friends and I was like utterly devastated when we didn't win any panels obviously Alice and I bought our tickets together so we entered all the lotteries together we got none of them and so I I remember like finding out that morning before was it the Wednesday morning that they released all of the lottery information before <laughs> celebration I, was I like, think so yeah. I was terrified
2: of texting you that day because I knew how frustrated you were
1: I like went into the (laughs) boardroom of our at my office and just like started bawling I like just I was so devastated that we didn't win any but fortunately we had had a bunch of friends reach out to us a bunch of people you know that we're connected to on social media reached out and via email and just people who listen to our show who reached out and were like hey heard you didn't get in I have an extra ticket to this I have an extra ticket to that I have an extra ticket to this panel or this overflow room blah 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 and we ended up getting into Almost all of the things that we wanted to see, at least in an overflow room, I, I was, I was in the uh, the arena. I think for two of the three panels I wanted to wow. see, Alice made it into the arena for at least one. Right?
2: Yeah, I got in the arena for the Mandalorian, and then I was in overflow for the other two. We didn't care about the Galaxy's Edge one, so we didn't bother with it. But
1: or the other.
2: Or Fallen Order, but that was going on at the same time as something else. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which one it was. But um yeah, we got into all the panels we wanted to see. Uh, just because our social media and listener That's outreach amazing. was like people have been very, very kind to us and like we could not be more grateful.
1: I mean they're just the it speaks to like the generosity of this community and of the people that have Found our show and enjoy what we're doing, and just you know the friends that we've made through doing this. It's it just blew my mind, like how generous some people are, just out of the goodness of their hearts, for like just no reason. Like it it just blew my mind. It was great.
0: Yeah, it's insane. This the Star Wars community is fantastic, and there was there was that black cloud for a little while after Last Jedi, and it still kind of lingers every once in a while. But yeah, but the Star Wars fans are the nicest, most genuine thoughtful people like just I, I, we've been doing the rebel scum podcast for three years and just the people that i've met it's it's been insanely uh, humbling and amazing just to know that there are people out there that are just nice just nice people willing to do yeah. nice things for others it's you know that's part of the reason why i wanted to do this the outlander club podcast was to get to know everybody's star wars stories because everybody has them and they're all different and unique and it brings us all together like the force
1: totally i love it that's great
0: so do i so what do you of course i do so what do you what do you both <laughs> do you have any uh hopes for anaheim for anaheim 2020 because obviously 40th anniversary of empire strikes back will we'll be there which is the sixth best star wars film under attack of the clones obviously uh and then you have uh <laughs> and then who knows what else is going to be there right which is crazy because it all sold out <laughs> and no one knows what's going to be happening <laughs>
1: I know. It's so weird.
2: I'm hoping for a Disney Plus live action Kenobi with Ewan McGregor.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Hell, yeah. There was a tweet the other day that was like, whatever, there was a picture and there was one character per birth month. And it was like, this is the character you're going to be stuck in an elevator with for five hours. And mine was Attack of the Clones. Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan and I was like yep, yep. yeah I'm walking out that elevator pregnant <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, gross <laughs>
0: but fair yep uh but fair all right yeah we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap it up we've had my <laughs> my technical difficulties have have taken over so we're gonna wrap it but I want to wrap it up and the only way I could wrap up a conversation with the Force toast podcast And that is with some Star Wars trivia.
1: Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) Oh, we are not prepared. (laughs) You don't
0: have to be. They're all... It's very easy. Good. We were just
1: saying that, like, we haven't... I mean, we just recorded, like, last weekend, and we didn't ask each other questions. I have not watched a Star Wars movie in, like, ages. So I'm, like, rusty.
0: Don't worry. This is... It's all very easy. It's all very basic. The first question is, what is the average height of a Jawa... I'm now <laughs> are we are we
1: like asking are we answering whoever ha- answers first gets it or are you asking us each specific questions how you want us to go?
2: We're team Jedi We're, mind Chicks right now.
0: Yeah, you're a team, so this is a team effort. So you okay. both get to use put your heads together and Got come it. up with the, the answers to the hardest Star Wars These aren't very hard at all. These are I'm telling you, they're they're pretty average. I uh, wanna
2: say I wanna say three feet. What does that sound like? I to was you, Laura? I was
1: thinking four feet because they're not that much. Or I don't know. But do we compromise and go three six? Three. Let's go three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Three and a half. Was that a real feet. question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't, but I googled it. The Jawa <laughs> uh, measures at a hundred thirteen sixty nine mili- Why would that? Wait, that's not even a Jawa in Star Wars. Hold on. This is actually. I have a trivia game where this is a real question. Um, no. but I don't, yeah, like it's, it's just Star Wars trivia. I bought it for like $5 and it's like, what is the height of a Jawa? I don't know. They don't have a, a height here. So I'm going to say you're right. Ding, ding, ding.
2: Yay.
0: All right. Now for the real questions, <laughs> how many languages can, is C-3PO fluent in?
1: It depends on which movie you're asking as of.
0: That's a fair point. Give them both, Laura. Yeah. Give them both then.
1: So prior to The Force Awakens, the answer is over six million. In the visual dictionary of The Force Awakens, it states that he's now fluent in over seven million forms of communication.
0: He has aged gracefully.
1: Indeed.
0: <laughs> he is. He- Although you
2: can't trust those visual dictionaries because they also said that um, on Naboo, the Queen's Election terms were four years. Well, and that then...
1: that visual dictionary was written prior to, to Disney buying the canon, so all of the stuff that was all those visual dictionaries hey. for like episodes ah. one through six are like sort of questionable as to what's canon and what's not. Yeah.
0: Just like the nov- the novelizations of the uh, books are only canon when the stuff in the books have happened in the prequel movies. So if you read a prequel novel, nothing is is canon unless it was in the movie. So I don't know what that means.
2: Right. Great
0: area. All right. Next question. In which movie does the camera pan?
2: Attack of the clones. All right.
0: Down. (laughs) Down. Which one does it pan down? You're wrong. (laughs) Attack of the clones. Which is the best Star Wars movie?
1: Yes. It's the only one where it pans up, right?
0: Yeah. That's the only one. It's kind of curious that that's the only one. Like You think they might have have decided to do it again. Uh, All right. How many DUBacks were in the original 1977 theatrical cut of of Star Wars, which was Star Wars: A New Hope, but was not called that at the time?
1: I think it was just two, right?
0: All right, you're, you're,
1: it was
2: it was two or three. All
0: right, you're cheating. And then
2: they changed it to five, maybe.
1: Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds right.
0: You're cheating. It was two, but anyway. oh okay and finally what was the original name of the very first star wars film when george lucas brought it into uh screenwriting
1: oh you mean like the the full like of the first draft or whatever
0: yeah yeah the first draft of star wars
1: (sighs) okay alice do you know it i almost have to like type it out in front of me in order to get it all right
2: no, because all I can think of is Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I have no idea of anything special.
1: Um, It's so long. Okay. It's something like...
0: You can be close. I'm not going to hold you. I think anybody can actually... I mean, there might be three people that can, but I, I, you don't have to get it exact, but close.
1: Okay. It's something like um, the story of Luke's... Star Killer in the Journey of the Wills Colin Star Wars or something like that.
0: You're very close. That is v- pretty impressive. It's The Adventures of Luke Star Killer as taken from the Journal of the Wills Saga 1 The Star Wars.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so much. So much. <laughs> like, I know. Like, so damn. many words. <laughs> nice job, Laura. Thanks, I was close. If you had asked me, like back right before the schmodown I may have been able to answer it actually spot on because I was I was very well studied up at that point. But at, at this point, yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit rusty. I gotta I gotta get back on it.
0: Well, you did very well. So w- those were t- taken from. These are supposed to be the toughest Star Wars trivia questions in the galaxy. So nice. I mean, <laughs> I think it did pretty well for the toughest ones of all time. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for that.
1: That was that was <laughs> awesome. It was a fun.
2: pleasant, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> <laughs> a welcome one
0: for sure. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, I, we obviously, you have a podcast called the Toast uh, Podcast. But is there anywhere else people can find you at?
1: Oh, yeah, we got a we got we're all over the place. So on social media, the show is at Force Toast Pod. Alice is at Leia all day. That's like Leia with an S at the beginning. And I am shut up underscore Laura. Um, those are our <laughs> handles at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and our show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Overcast, Spotify. And as of recently, we are now on Radio Public and iHeartRadio
0: bam so no excuses not to find your podcast anywhere
1: yeah we have a lot of fun on twitter so if you're not already following us come uh, join the conversation we have we have a blast with our with our friends and listeners there
0: awesome everybody should check you out on twitter and your podcast obviously thanks so much for joining me on the outlander club i had a blast despite the technical difficulties this was a great time (laughs) i don't even know how long this went for because there was so many pausing and running and jumping
2: I can't wait for you to hear
0: what we did when you disappeared. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm, it's going to be like listening to your show. Anyway, thank so you. it'll be a lot of fun. I, I cannot cannot wait. So thanks so much once again.
1: Thank you for having thank us, you. James. It was great.
0: That was the Force Toast podcast. Alice and Laura, thank them for Doing this with me. It was so much fun, like I said. Check them out wherever you have podcasts and on their Twitters, like they said. Their Twitters are phenomenal. Uh, they have lots of cool stuff going on on Twitter. And as always, the music on this show is by John Norris. The Outlander Club artwork is by Barry Brophy. My name is James Razzilli. That is Aaron doing the intro at, at the very, very beginning for me. So thanks so much. Once again, uh, give us that uh, subscribe, and a rating, and a review. Uh, which is, always helps us out. And also, if you're interested in contributing, we have our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Podcast where you can help us out immensely. And until next time, may the force of others be with you. Yippee!